Hello and welcome to the 53rd episode of Downtime Podcast featuring Jeremy and Elisa. Elisa, good evening. So if any, if you're reading this, oh, sorry, I was quoting Drake. If, if, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, then the Warriors have won game one. Of the finals, the NBA finals. Of so finals. yeah. And um, it was kind of crazy because uh, the last, I want to say 20 minutes of the game, I, um, my stream was no longer working. No. Um, so I was listening to a radio version of it, and it was weird because I didn't realize there was so much drama <laughs> happening until, Ooh. yeah, like, first of all, apparently J.R. Smith um, in regulation ran the ball out when they were tied. <laughs> yeah, he did that. I know, and that's just like the most JR thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and I don't know if our listeners are also basketball fans, but yeah. Two, uh, I heard that the last two, m- not even minutes, the last two seconds of the game. 2.6 st- seconds specifically. Yeah, we're stalled <laughs> over, yeah. Yep, over that whole. Oh, that that was just a shit show at the end. I know. The announcers were even like, why are they doing this? Like, we could all be going home. They're sending people to the lockers. Like, why are we still here? They should just call it. And I was like, yeah, why am I still watching? Yeah, I like, <laughs> I finally saw the replay and I was like, oof, this is bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could affect the next few games. Too. This rivalry is going to go to game seven. And I am not prepared for it at all. So. <laughs> I want it to be over sooner. <laughs> yes, please. For my, for my health, for my health, <laughs> <laughs> for my my lord, my legs, my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, it's the end of a long week for me, so I'm just I'm just chilling. Yeah, it's been a long week. But you've been traveling. How was how's traveling? I went to. Uh, oh, by the way, I haven't been playing games. <laughs> just a. Just to All put good. it, just to put it out there. Although I will say, I actually paused Yakuza Five for a little bit, and I started doing some Yakuza Six, um, doing side. Other than that, I have not been doing much. Uh, I was in Austin for business, and yeah, it was humid, but it was great. I had a really good time. Yeah, Austin, I heard is really legit. The food is real. Well, one, the food's very hearty. It's a lot of meat. It's a lot of carbs. Mm. And I kind of prepared. I mentally prepared myself for that already. So by the time I ate it all, I was already fine since I've been working out and just making sure that my metabolism's going. So I didn't feel too crummy. But I, re- I just really enjoyed the vibe in Austin. It was very, it, it felt very casual to me. Did you go anywhere else? Are you planning to go somewhere else for work? Or are you? Is there was there another city? Who even knows at this point? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just Austin for now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you know, a lot of times I find out things like a week in advance. So who knows? We'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope that wherever you go or, or wherever they send you, you have fun there. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> and find, yeah, no problem. And find one thing video game related that you could tell us about. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. This is the one video game thing that I, that I can talk about in Austin. At uh, Austin, there is a museum called the Austin Toy Museum. And it is a collection of a lot of retro toys. And I, when I say the word retro, I want to say anything that's happened before. 1990 it appears but 1990 okay. so it, it had figurines they had lunch boxes they had a lunch box wall they also had um arcade games like i played the original street fighter there it was so much fun but what i thought was really cool was seeing this entire wall of really old handhelds what and that was really exciting i that 
um, for all the gamers out there, if you're in Austin, um, Austin Toy Museum is $8. And it's really, it's really fun to look at. It's cute. Um, the guys that worked there were very knowledgeable and were able to explain things to me. And it was a lot of fun. Also, fun fact, Rooster Teeth is based in Austin. Oh, yes. I know that. <laughs> I know you probably didn't go there or saw those people, but just fun fact for our listeners. Mr. Teeth is based in Austin, Texas. Yes. And I am a huge fan of them, and I love their stuff. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, you mentioned Yakuza 5 and a little bit of Yakuza 6, I've been full on, like, full on steam ahead with Yakuza 6. So what chapter are you on now? I'm on chapter 11, bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, what the? That's a joke. It's a joke. Anyways, <laughs> I'm on chapter 11. Chapter 11 bankruptcy? Uh, never mind. I'm on chapter 11. Um... I'm on the chapter where, um, well, at this point, you already know who the father is and yada, yada, yada. Oh, you, I, I don't know who the father on. is. No, no, I'm just, it's just from a story point perspective. Oh, sorry, sorry, and sorry, sorry. Then, yes. It's okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I went to, I went to Konochi and then I came back to Onomichi and now I'm, I'm doing a bunch of stuff in Onomichi. Um, so that's cool. And I, I'm trying to unlock all the mini games in Onomichi. Well, I think I did, but I'm still trying to like complete them or at least finish them. Um, everything from like the clan creator to the the bar talk mini game to the the fishing stuff, um, and yeah, no, I I've been I I got really good at darts. I'm really good at playing darts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's this there's a weird sub story in Komorocho where you play darts with this dude. And at the end of it, like they have this like Olympic dart playing athlete dude come in his name is paul lim and they modeled him and they got his voice like they actually had the the real dude like do the voiceover for his own character i don't game. know who paul lim is exactly i had to look him up after this all thing happened like oh paul lim it's everyone's like oh my god it's paul lim and he's like hey guys it's me paul lim i'm here to throw some darts and i'm like <laughs> oh my god they he he's speaking english and he's all subtitled and he's like trying to talk to kiryu in english he's like hey you you're really good at darts and then kiryu's like I don't know what he's saying in English. <laughs> and then they're like speaking to each other in English and Japanese, but Paul Lim doesn't speak Japanese and he doesn't understand it. And Kiri doesn't speak English and he doesn't understand it. So this is weird. Like this is whole like minute of them being confused with each other. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, this is really cringy. Um, but because of that, I've been training to beat Paul Lim eventually. Because <laughs> he's like, the f- he's like the final boss of the darts challenge. Um, but yeah, no, I've been playing Yakuza 6, and it's been going well. I'm trying to... I've been actually, like, putting a slow stop to playing Yakuza 6, because, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I don't want Kiryu's story to end too quickly, but I also don't want to um, grow too tired of playing Yakuza 6, because there's a lot to do, but I don't want to have, like, like fatigue and doing everything over and over again, because it, it's, I'm at a point where... I want to get everything, but it's getting really grindy, and I don't want to feel like I'm grinding too much. So I'm trying to like. At least play you know you're going to be completely overpowered by the time you reach the final boss. Am I right? Oh yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be really good at that so that I could just win like almost instantly. Because I want to see what overpowered Kiryu is like. That's my goal. Speaking of which, Yakuza Six. I was trying to find cats, and I was getting really pissed off. So. Oh my god, I kept finding cats left and right. Like, I kept running into them on accident. I'm like, oh my god, I don't need to do this right now. But I would do it, and I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) like, it came to a point where someone on the internet said, you can't look for the cats. It's kind of like those things where you just have to do your own thing, and the cats will appear. (laughs) It's about the process. And I'm like, fuck the process. Those damn cats (laughs) should be there already. (laughs) But, but it, I will say that that's true because, like, like I said before, I just ran around and I was doing shit, and I was like, oh, I, like out of nowhere, I hear meow. And then Kiryu's like, "Is that a cat?" And I'm like, "Oh God, I don't need to do this right now. Like, this is in my way." But I will say it's very fulfilling at the end when you see all the cats in the cat cafe, and you're like, "I did this." Lissai, yeah, I know. Um, I will say when I was trying to find a cat, I encountered a sub story where a couple was arguing, and the girlfriend walked away. And so it it was one of those prompted scenes where Kiryu had to talk to the boyfriend. And uh, um, it, the boyfriend was like, do you want to go to a live chat? 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> and then I didn't actually do a live chat yet, but I did kind oh. of like the tutorial live chat scene where it the guy mm-hmm. is like sitting or standing next to you and Kiryu's mm-hmm. on the computer. And mm-hmm. like, it's just weird because the entire time everything's being narrated with a black screen. And I'm like, oh, this is like one of the like most dudish moments ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like we're we're not even seeing the the women yet, but straight up like the screen's black, and I'm like, wow, uh huh, I see what's being implied. <laughs> You'll see. I, I, we talked about this before, but if if you actually do play that mini game, you'll see. It gets really uncomfortable though for me because <laughs> it's just it's it's really awkward because I'm playing it on a big TV and I'm like, what if someone were to just come in right now? Like this would be really really bad. <laughs> I know. Let me tell you when. Let me know when you finish one of the sessions, and let me know what you think. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I I can tell you you're not really excited about it though. Mm-hmm. You know, I should <laughs> I should do like a live stream or something. I feel. Like... I'll watch it. Uh, a live streaming of a live chat. Do you see the inception here? No, but anyways, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I do. I will say I did the farthest I've gone in the storyline is now I'm still on chapter one, but I actually went. I know about the triads now. Mm, the Sayo triads. Which, by the way, I I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of twists and turns. Like later on in the later chapters, as is Yakuza tradition, there are a lot of like, 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 uh, revealings and like, like. Stuff that happens which will shock you, and you're like, "Wow, like, I didn't know that this was here, or this is gonna happen." But that's that's how it is every game, you know. Yeah. Uh, my interim t- period before Yakuza Kiwami Two, I'm playing two other games. One of them is Alice: The Madness Returns. It's a sequel to, um, the 1999 2000 game Alice in Wonderland or Alice something. Anyway, it's like a darker version of Alice in Wonderland, created by American McGee. And uh, it's pretty cool. I've I've played most of the game already, like two years ago, but I stopped because I got really bored of the game. <laughs> so I want to re I want to finish it. I'm like two chapters away from ending it, but the levels are really long, and some of it is just unsettling for me, like just looking at all the art and stuff, which I understand because it's like a dark version of Alice in Wonderland. And you know, for all, I've always for felt that Alice kids in Wonderland was dark. If oh yeah, you, if you this, think like, about it. it up. No, no, absolutely. But this like takes it up like ten levels. Like, like I can see all these shirts being sold at Hot Topic. Oh, <laughs> like this is at one point or another. Like, this is super popular with that crowd of people. If you know, what I mean. <laughs> not to say that that's a bad thing. Like, it's a really fun game. It's a platformer, an action game. Like, it's it's really cool. I I like the gameplay. I like the story. I like the artwork. Who made the but game? Some of American McGee. His studio is called Spicy Horse. They were based in Shanghai, but they shuttered recently. Because they didn't make enough money. It's so random. Like his studio was based in Shanghai. And it's, I like, it's like that this name American though. Dude. Spicy Horse. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, they're, they're, it's a really unique name, and they made some really cool titles. But uh, yeah, no, I really like the artwork and the gameplay and the story. But just some of it is a little bit unsettling for me because it's that's just the nature of the game, and I'm like, I can't. Like I'm, I'm. It's it's just kind of weird. Like some of the stuff is just weird. Like the and scary the baby like these weird baby creatures and oh they make weird noises which i understand that's the whole point of the game but <laughs> i'm like wow some sometimes i wonder like why did i buy this game why am i playing it but uh eh, whatever it's a, it's a fun game so far so i'm trying to beat that i'm already like 13 hours into the game um and the other game i'm playing that i've kind of dipped into is called fantasy star online blue burst ultima now fantasy star online this game particularly was on the Sega Dreamcast a very long time ago. And it was very revolutionary because it was one of the very first online console games because the Sega Dreamcast was ahead of its time in that it had a like Ethernet cable port on the back of it. And you can even run a custom version of Windows on the Dreamcast at one point. So it was kind of cool in the fact that you could play online games, specifically this one, but in like 2011, the servers closed down, but immediately after that, a bunch of dedicated fans ported the game onto PC, made it PC compatible, made all the controls, keyboard and mouse compatible, and nice. they created this game called Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst Ultima. And as what a PC name, gamer, by the way. 
Yeah, it's very it's a very Japanese. So um, that's not the actual name of the game, by the way. The original game is just called Fantasy Star Online, but I guess the the modders like added the subtitle Blue Burst Ultima for whatever reason. I'm not sure, but uh, there was a really good PC Gamer article about this in like 2015, 2016, where the creator is saying that if you play this game, it's like stepping back like 20 years into the past because this is what the game looked like back then. This is exactly what it looked like back then. And there are at least like 800 or so people still playing this game, which is pretty cool. So the art style is very much like an old JRPG. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole game is an MMORPG. It's got like the whole JRPG element to it. Uh, You could meet your, you can squad up with your friends, all that, all that good stuff. And it's, uh, the the graphics are are upresed for modern gaming PCs and they don't look like again they don't look like they do now like like what graphics do now what graphics look like now but they look like what they did in 1999 so it's kind of cool that this is a game that is frozen in time kept you know kept by the people that love it so much and I think that's it's really cool that it's still there so I, I'm I just created my character and I'm starting to play it now I don't want to dive headfirst into it yet because I'm trying to focus all my attention to Yakuza six right now but I think that this is a really cool game, and I really want to get into it. So if if whoever's listening, let me know if you're interested in playing this with me. Like I'm, I'm trying to see if there's other people that are interested in it. So let me know. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I do love um, Japanese RPG art style, and I'm always down to play something like that. Yeah, no. Uh, if you make an account, add me. Uh, it this game can honestly run on a potato, so anything's possible. Yes. Like the gra- the graphics are like are like super low. So and you and the the game itself is really small. So I think that's really nice. All right. Um I guess to end the to end the podcast we'll Talk about all the goddamn news that just happened in the last 24 hours. (laughs) Alright, let's start something recent. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is based in ancient Greece, and that is all we know so far. I I think. I didn't even know that was announced. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. So, that's a thing. Is that that basically saying Assassin's Creed 6? Like, is that... (laughs) I don't even know anymore. Like they're all they're doing, it's the same thing. It's the same game, just in different time periods. Like even if they put it in Asia, it's still going to be the same thing, and I'm still going to be like, whatever. Like, like unless it's something like radically different. I don't know. It, this is this is one of those franchises for me, just like Call of Duty, that I feel like is getting franchise fatigue because it's just the same thing over and over again. And you know what you're buying. Consumers will buy it because they know exactly what they're buying. Whatever, the, whether they're buying it for the story. Or they're buying it for the gameplay. I don't. I'm not sure which is which, but you know what? It's fine. Like I'm not a huge fan of these types of games that are that come out every year. I will say, Greece. Uh, at least we know it'll be a pretty game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins looked really cool. It's just everything was like dirt brown because it was in the desert, which yes. I understand. But there's a lot more, there's like a blue tone-ish feel. They showed a very short clip on Twitter, uh, Ubisoft released like the, like a dude kicking a dude off a cliff in like a mountainous area, kind of like, uh, in, at, during that scene in 300. Um, so it's kind of cool that there's like a whole area that's, that will be historically accurate that, to explore. That's ancient Greece. But honestly, that's the only point, that's the only point of it that I'm interested in is like the historical aspect of it and how accurate it'll be. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that got announced today. More information will come out either during the Ubisoft press conference or prior to it. Um, and then yesterday, was it yesterday? Two days ago? Yesterday? I don't know got, which uh, days you're talking about. All of these Pokemon, things happened let's go, in succession. Pokemon, let's go, Pikachu and Eevee were It was announced. yesterday. It was two days ago. Oh, I don't even, you know. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. something. Yeah, so Pokemon, let's go. Pikachu and Eevee, they're, of course, Nintendo Switch games, two different ones. No one knows what the differences between the two of them are yet. And uh, basically, they're a, a reboot, rehash of Pokemon Yellow. So Pokemon Yellow is like the definitive version of Pokemon's Red and Blue. And this is more... 
I wouldn't say dumbed down version, but it looks like a more casual version. Where oh, they're definitely trying to appeal to everyone in this. It's not just the hardcore Pokemon player at this point. Because if if they were appealing to the hardcore Pokemon player, they would just create another league, and it would be so like I... Pokemon fucking Mars and Venus. So <laughs> another planet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, side note, they are releasing another quote-unquote hardcore Pokemon game for the Switch that is yet to be announced. These are the ones that are just coming before it. Um, what that one will look like, no one knows, but everyone's speculating that it'll use the same engine as Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. But Pokemon Pikachu and Let's Go, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, these games are more appealing to the general public and like people that really don't know about Pokemon or that just want to play a simpler version of Pokemon. I read that you can't meet Pokemon in the wild, which is kind of odd. It's more like you have to battle trainers and you can catch Pokemon. If you see them in a cave, you can just walk up to them and tap A and then you'll battle with them and then capture them. And you, you toss a Pokeball at the Pokemon by throwing your joystick up in the air, making a throwing motion, kind of like baseball and the Nintendo Wii, um, which is kind of cool. But during the the trailer, it said, "Please wear a wrist strap when performing actions." I was like, "Oh, that's that's really funny because you know that there's going to be people throwing their Joy Cons at their TVs. <laughs> it's going to happen." <laughs> but um, <laughs> for the most part, I mean, it looks like a fun game. I don't know if I'll pick it up yet. There is co-op in the game, so you and a, and a partner can pick up two different Joy Cons and play the game together, which is really cool. That is really cool. Um, yeah, whether or not that in, that involves just you as a guest player, a la Mario Galaxy, or the second player is another account, and whether you... Because it, so, it showed you both capturing the same Pokemon using two different Pokeballs that merge into one Pokeball. I don't know if you both get the Pokemon, or just the single player, like the first person, uh, first player gets the Pokemon. I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but again, we'll see. There's a lot of details in the trailer, if you watch it for yourself, that um, they don't really explain, but they kind of just show you, and they... You have to speculate and assume what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, those are coming out. Um, who knows when? There's, I don't know if there's a release date. I, I didn't watch the end of the trailer. It's true. Uh, well, um, at least for me personally, if I had a Switch, the hardcore Pokemon game would be more appealing to me. Uh, meaning that if these two came out around the same time, I would not buy Let's Go. And I would just wait for the hardcore Pokemon game. But if like these two games had like two years uh, in between each other, then I'd say Let's Go would be a worthy investment. I agree. I, I honestly, I'm just gonna buy the hardcore Pokemon game over this one because unless I see a viable reason to play this, like if someone wants to play Pokemon with me and they're like, hey, let's, let's let's play Pokemon, let's go Pikachu. I'll be like, all right, fine, we'll play it. But I'm not going to be like, let's go play Pokemon and Pikachu, you know? I'm not going to be the one instigating it. I don't I don't feel like I will be. Um, yeah. You know, but you never know. Maybe you I'll never know. change your heart. <laughs> they, it does come with a Poke, like a Pokeball controller. Well, not doesn't come with it, but it's a separate purchase, of course. Um, it's, it's literally a Pokeball that acts as a Joy-Con mm-hmm. and... It does all the same things a Joy-Con does. It's just in the shape of a Pokeball. It's more of a novelty experience. You don't really have to use it to play the game, but for those that are diehard Pokemon fans, they will pick that up. Yes. I just want to talk about this real quick. Um, so a couple of days ago, Steam pulled a game from their store, mm-hmm. and it is literally called Active Shooter. Yes. And um, on top of that, the game is described as a school shooting simulation. Where you play as either the active shooter or the police stopping the active shooter. Yeah. and well, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And to, well, for one, yeesh. <laughs> Two, um, yeah. to give context, because uh, Jeremy and I are from the United States, uh, guns are a lot of drama right now because mm-hmm. there have been at least... I think the statistic is three to four school shootings ev- every month since January 2018. That's just this year, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and it's just this year. And right. wow. And also, why do you need to simulate that? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. There's a lot of things. I have a lot of questions about that game. I, that have I don't questions. need answers to. But like, yeah, like, why did you make it? What compelled you to make it? Why? Why? How? 
Yes. Did, did you need to really do this? <laughs> why did you do uh, this? Yeah, why did, why? Just just why? <laughs> yeah. And that's really just, all yeah. that's really all you got to say to it. It's just like, really? Really now? Yeah. I mean, granted this did blow up a lot especially with national news media covering it and yeah i mean it was on bbc news... too actually it was, yeah it was on cnn i was like holy crap yeah i found out it was on bbc because i have the bbc app on my phone and i mm. and that at that point i was oh it reached europe oh shit <laughs> <laughs> there were senators tweeting about it too like this is outrageous i, I can't believe a game of this caliber was allowed to be on steam <laughs> like how do you know about steam i like, <laughs> like your senator voice <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the fingers are pointing at Steam because, like, because they let it on, your- on their store. Yeah, yeah. But, but did you see why Steam like removed it from the store? It's actually not because of the content of the game. Because there are game, there are there are just as bad games on Steam that are le- that are still there. It is very it's true. So, yeah. Uh, did you see why they let it on Steam, or they they let removed it from Steam? No, I don't. So. They removed it because it, um, the, the, the developer was like out, how, not outlandish. It was like, um, really hostile towards a lot of the users and also like the Steam support staff, I believe. Oh, so you're saying, you're basically saying the game was actually removed because the developer's an asshole. Yes, that that's the bottom line. Ah. That's not why, that's not why, the content, honestly, Steam could have just left it there. Steam's like, an American, um, Steam is an American company too, um, but, you know, ah, oh, this is gonna be a long conversation. I guess, I guess I see because you have to respect the creative freedom of people but like come on you're an american company you know how much drama this is yeah but they are an american company with developers from around the world applying you know to their system because steam is accessible from a lot of different countries and so the i'm reading a quick article here and it says that the developer was a troll with a history of customer abuse Mm. um this is according to pc gamer publishing copyrighted material after user review manipulation his subsequent return to new business names was in fact came to light as we investigated the controversy so he was he was pulled because he was a troll and an asshole yeesh well so you know that this story is gonna last at least a month yeah, no, and it, it kind of worries me that that's why that's not why people are are against the, the this game. Like people, the news outlets, some of them don't mention why it was pulled. They're just mentioning that this game exists. Don't let your kids play it. We should look into Steam further. What else does Steam have in their library that you're not looking into? You know, mm-hmm. it's like leave Steam alone. Like that's you're not seeing the real reason why this happened. Yes, of course this game is controversial. Yes, of course this game is in light of recent events a bad game but you shouldn't you should question the person who made it oh and why 100%. they made it <laughs> Ugh, yeah that's a it's a shit show that yeah i just don't want to get into and speaking of more shit shows PUBG has officially filed a lawsuit against epic games in korea people don't understand that it's just in korea by the way wait just is it so the copyright violation is in Korea. Yes. It's so what only does that mean then? Okay. To break it down to some listeners that don't understand what's going on in a really quick overview, Blue Hole and PUBG Corp, which is owned by Blue Hole, they're both Korean based companies. Yes. I- so the, the, yeah, the creator, the creators that made PUBG are Korean. Well, technically Brendan Green, he's not Korean, but he's the guy that came up with the concept. He was like the Steve Jobs of the whole thing. Everyone um, who's like a, all the CEOs and the people who lead the company are mostly Korean. The producers, the developers, just the developer in general feels though the gameplay value is infringing on their copyright. That's what uh, PUBG Corp is. That's their statement. They feel as though the Battle Royale concept is copyright and there's infringing on their copyright and they're trying to keep it safe by suing epic games but here's the catch epic game uh, pubg uses unreal engine which is developed by epic games 
yes. the whole engine is based off of Unreal Engine 4. And so, and yes, that that's is correct. Epic Games. Yeah, and that is an Epic Games creation. So it's like, why are you suing the hand that feeds you in a way? <laughs> Wait, I have a legit question. Yeah. So why Korea? Because I, I understand that PUBG and Bluehole are Korean, but uh-huh. if you're suing in, but if you're suing Korea Fortnite, then what's the what's the Korean part of Fortnite? I don't believe they're suing Fortnite. In or Korea. sorry, Epic Games. They're suing Epic Games, but under Korean law. Oh, that's what it means. Okay. Yes. So all these actions are taking place within Korea, like not on U.S. soil at all. Even though Epic Games is an American company, they have they can sue Epic Games, but only under Korean law. They're suing them under Korean law because they're just a Korean company, or are they actually being sued under Korean law because there's a rule that's only in the Korean judicial system that they can catch Fortnite on that's not in the American law? I think it's the latter because they're trying to make a statement within uh, the Korean gaming sector. Oh, God. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, PUBG is dying. Let's face it. PUBG's the numbers are going down because everyone's going to Fortnite. Fortnite's the biggest game in the world right now. And it's free. Uh, yeah. PUBG's just trying to make a statement right now. And... I don't know if they're doing really well on it because, boy oh boy, it's hard to it's hard to fight the king. But who who knows? We're, we'll see what happens. Okay, I'm really curious. I want to follow the news. Yeah, as it develops. Yeah, there's a lot of news to follow. Okay, there's two more thing. There's three more things here. Holy God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Team Sonic Racing was leaked by Walmart on their like on their web page, like for like a presale or something. Oh, again. And then- so and then Sega was like, you know what, fuck it, we'll just release the trailer. So they released the <laughs> teaser trailer. Yep, and they released a bunch of screenshots. Oh my like, god, that's a... Th- damn, damn it, Walmart. Walmart <laughs> is doing God's work right now. They are, and everyone's pissed at them. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, I think, well, if I'm, a, if I'm the actual video game p- company, I'm pissed. But as a consumer and a player, I think this is quite hilarious. <laughs> For those who are not us listeners walmart is just straight up like it's it's like a department store it's kind of like a target and a costco it's like the in-between of a target and a costco it's just you know <laughs> it's not even like a best buy which is an electronics company target and walmart are almost the same yeah but i feel like target's a little bit higher quality than walmart they are yeah <laughs> <laughs> they have better standards, and then they uh, uh, Walmart also has a a few bad ethical standards for their workplace, but especially on Black Friday. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've been to Walmart on Black Friday. I wanted yeah. to leave. It was like a zoo in there, and all the animals were let out of the cage. I believe it. Was it. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, just the fact that it's Walmart revealing it is pretty amazing. <laughs> imagine like there was an intern. And the intern's boss is like, all right, Larry, I saw that you leaked these games. If you do it again, I swear, like, just please don't do it again. And then he's like, all right, yes, boss. Like, like a few weeks later, he leaks Sonic Team, like Team Sonic Racing. <laughs> he's like, Larry, I, Larry, what did I tell you? Why did you leak the game? He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I had to put it up there. <laughs> it's like, like, why, why? I'm, I want to believe it's the same. It's the same dude doing it twice. <laughs> I think so. Cause that would be funnier. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you do something the first time about it? Like, why don't you reprimand him? Exactly. Whatever. It's that's really funny that it got leaked by Walmart. Like Walmart, everyone's gonna trust Walmart's sources now. Trust in Walmart. I trust in Walmart now. If you want your gaming news, you go to Walmart. Yeah, you really do. (laughs) And I can't believe Sega was like, you know what? We're just gonna release the teaser trailer because Walmart fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) it's so funny. Battlefield Five. I my, I had two speculations and and the World War Two one was correct, so it is it is V because it's V for victory. Winston Churchill, blah blah blah. Uh, he made that sign, V for victory. Yeah. So d- did you watch the trailer? I didn't I watch the trailer. All I know is that there's planes. Oh uh, well, you're you're right. 
<laughs> so there are some fans that are that did that hated the trailer. Let's put it this way: all the fans on Reddit hated the Battlefield trailer. Not all, but most of them hated the Battlefield trailer. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun trailer. Uh, the reason why people the reason why people hated it is because although it shows a lot of epic things that you you can do within the game, yeah. not all of them are true to light. And a lot of people were dissing it because it's not historically accurate. So let me break this down by the two parts first. Mm. Let's go with the first one. People didn't like it because a lot of the things they showed in the game were not what you were gonna actually do. So, for example, there's a part where one of the guys throws a grenade up in the air and he shoots the grenade and the grenade the grenade explodes. Yes, that is very cool. But how often do you think people are going to be doing that? And how how much do you think people are going to be doing that within the game? Like, how accurate do you have to be to hit that grenade? Um, there's a part where the dude is like running around with an MP40 and he slides on the ground and he starts shooting like guys left and right. Like, that's going to be a really kind of close to Call of Duty-ish thing if you can slide on the ground a lot. Like, Every so often, you can just slide on the ground. In Call of Duty, what's it called? In Call of Duty Black Ops, you can dolphin dive, which is you run, you sprint, and then you jump and you like fall forward, and you can still shoot. Like that was a huge like game mechanic in that game because people were just like dolphin diving left and right, and yeah, it was hard to hit them. It was hard to hit them first of all, and second of all, you had everyone doing it, so it was like it got really, it got boring really fast. So the sliding aspect was like. Wow, like how often can you do it? Can you only do it when you sprint? Can you just do it when you're standing there? Like what's what's gonna be uh what's how what's gonna be the game mechanic for that? So that's just some of the things that people had concerns about. And the second thing that people had concerns about was was historical accuracy. Because in the trailer, there's a lady with like a prosthetic arm. Second of all, there's a lady. People are like there aren't there weren't a lot of women in World War Two during that time period. Uh another thing was there's a dude legit, there's a dude with a katana on his back running around. And I was like, that that's the one that put me like, why does that guy have a like a samurai sword on his back? Like all the way in Europe. And and one of the fourth things is that they announced that the Empire of Japan will be a playable faction in the European theater. So everyone is like, oh my god, this is not historically accurate. Like why are you guys doing this? This this is the kind of breaks the way that this game is that it's kinda of like dissing the war. But to me, honestly, it's a goddamn video game. None of the Battlefield games have been historically accurate at I know, all. since when did, like, it's not like they branded themselves as historically accurate. Since when did players care? Exactly. So, I'm like, y'all, y'all are blind. Like, you, you guys have seriously been playing Battlefield 1, which, by the way, has had a bunch of historically accurate guns, because everyone's running around shooting each other with sub, sub, like, submachine guns, when most people during that time period just had bolt action rifles. Like, not, like, submachine guns were, like, hard to come by during that time. And here, everyone's complaining that, oh, this guy's a samurai sword. Oh, they're, they're, you can slide. I'm like, okay, well, do you want to make a fun video game? Or do you want to make a, like, a historically accurate video game? There's there's two ways this could go. And if you want to play a more historically accurate hardcore war video game set in World War II, go on, go play Rising Storm on Steam. That game is really hard. Like, you can die in one hit. And people just will like complain. Just like a real war. <laughs> just like real life. Just like real life. <laughs> so if you want to play a more historically accurate World War II game, go play another game. Battlefield has not ever been about historical accuracy. Battlefield has been about, like, fun. Like, have how to make a fun game. You got dudes, like, strapping C4 onto cars and just driving them into buildings and having the C4 explode and killing a bunch of people. Will people do that in real war? Maybe, but it's not really <laughs> something that... You might get court-martialed for it or something in the battlefield. So, honestly, like, Battlefield being historically accurate accurate dates all the way back to the very very first Battlefield game, Battlefield 1942 when they had like secret weapons of World War 2 like DLC like it, all this all this quote unquote secret weapons were based off of like, you know, like things that did actually happen but were not always put to use during the war, like jetpacks they had goddamn jetpacks in Battlefield 1942 in a DLC like <laughs> you didn't see people back then having jetpacks yes, so Honestly, y'all gotta stop complaining. Stop your hating and stop <laughs> complaining. It's a goddamn video game. You're gonna buy it. You're gonna play it and you're gonna love it. Watch. All this hate's gonna disappear by the time this game comes out. <laughs> so quit your bitching. That's all I gotta say. That's all you gotta say. Uh, anyways, what were your, what were your thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, Alisa. <laughs> uh, dude, I didn't have any thoughts. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't know... You see, 
this is a surprise that there was any drama from the trailer reveal. I all I knew was there's planes, <laughs> and Honestly, you can that's, fly the that's planes. Fun. Cool. <laughs> that's that's adorable. And that yes, you can <laughs> fly the planes. <laughs> I don't mean that in a condescending way. I meant that like that's so cute. That no, 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 no. Like, but but it's like it. it's so the truth, though. I was like, like as you're having this passionate speech, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I didn't know any of this happened. <laughs> no, like honestly, right after I finished watching the trailer, I went onto Reddit and I was looking. I was like, oh boy, I wonder what people are gonna say about the trailer. Everyone's like, I fucking hate this trailer. The Battlefield One trailer was better. This trailer's a piece of shit. Why oh, do they have Jesus. a guy with a katana? Why does lady? Why is there a lady? And why does she have a robot arm? I'm like, man, y'all, y'all are fucked up. Seriously, <laughs> it's low key sexist. And at the same time, like, it's a video game. Like, what do you? What more do you want? Do you want? Do you want this game to be played with all white guys running around screaming at each other? If you want that, just go play Battlefield 1942. There's no minorities. There's no women. There's no historical inaccuracies. Oh, maybe there are. Maybe there's jetpacks. But that's it. Yes. <laughs> so, please, just, just stop it. Just stop. Just stop, just just stop. stop it. Uh, but yeah, at least when you have a chance, watch the trailer. It's okay. Only like I will. Minute. It's only a. It's like a minute long, I think. And just let me know what you think. Okay, I will. And uh, do you want to take it away for the last thing on our list? All right. Last but not least, we were fooled by Bethesda once again. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people know what it is. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Just, I want to wait for you. I want you to say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... um. There was a picture that was released, and it had the words, I think, please stand by. Did it have exactly. pl- had please stand by, and it was done in the art of Fallout. Three. Specifically Fallout 3. And everyone freaked the fuck out, and... um. I don't know, I don't remember when this came, but like there was also like a live stream... Like a 24-hour live stream hosted by Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be like leading up to reveal what the fuck this was. And at the end of it, it, it turned out that it was Fallout 70, uh, Fallout 76 was announced. And the first news that came out was that it was going to be taking place about 200 years before Fallout 3. Like 25 years after the bombs dropped. Yeah. So there was a great war in Fallout, to put into perspective, and it's like there, all the countries in the world were fighting over resources, and there came a time, there, there ended up a day when literally every country that had nukes all pressed their buttons at the same time, and a bunch of nukes just went off around the world, and whoever was on the outside like went into these things called vaults, and they stayed there for hundreds of years without any contact with the outside world because the outside world was going through a nuclear fallout. And so, yeah. And, and yeah, and, this- you know, at first, like, everyone was like, oh, shit, like, a prequel. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be yep. so good. Until one of the developers of the game came out and said, hey, like, don't get your hopes up. That this is a single player campaign. And right. it basically turned the whole world upside down. And so he akined it more like to Rust or Ark or Daisy, where you're put into a giant map and there are other pe- people that populate it. Sorry, I just put it on tangent there. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, a, that's what I was going to say next. So go for it. Go for it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's more of like that aspect where. It's a continuous living world. So in the game Rust, which is an online first person, I don't know if it's an, I wouldn't say MMO, but it does have MMO aspects. Exploration-ish game where you don't really have a quest. You basically get spawned into this world and you run around and you could see like bases that people built out of materials. You can meet other people. The story of the game is what you make it. Like your, the whole story of the game is your interactions with other players. 
And most people in these games, let's face it, are assholes. They'll just kill you on sight. Like, right when you spawn, they'll just kill you. Um, and these are kind of permadeath servers. So once you die, you lose everything. Um, you don't really have levels per se. You more, the levels are based on the equipment that you find. And so you don't really have skills either. It's more like how much you collect and what kind of things you collect. And if you piece these things together, they make something better. So if you take like a scope and a, and a stock and put it onto a, a rifle, those are the things that you get like a better rifle in a sense. Um, so people are speculating that Fallout 76 is going to be like that. But a lot of people are hoping and myself included that it's more like Borderlands where they will have a single player aspect to it. But you can choose to play it co-op with other people, or you can choose to play it in a random server with, like, you know, a bunch of other people. Um, and maybe it'll be server-based. Like, who knows? Like, I'm hoping that you can choose your own servers or host your own server. The good news is we don't know much else about it. So yes. a lot of fun things can be added eventually. And I think more will be announced prior to or during E3, during the Bethesda conference. Yes. So look forward to that in early June. When, when is E3? June 10th? The week 12th? of June 10th. Okay. And it's the... So, so I think the announcements come out on the 11th and 12th, and the actual conference itself is from the 12th to the 15th. If I... Oh, sorry. When And when I say the actual conference, I mean when people can start attending the conference. Right. That's absolutely true. Yes. So, again, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure exactly when, what's going to come out of this game. And uh, expectations are all over the place for this game. But it's kind of funny. When the live stream started, everyone was so adamant that it was going to be a Fallout 3 remaster. Like, there were two guys on Reddit that one was like, I'll, if this is not Fallout 3, I'm going to eat a shoe. And another guy was like, if this is not Fallout 3... I'm going to drink a whole bottle of Tabasco. Oh, jeez. So, so one guy delivered. He, he There's a video of this dude drinking a whole bottle of Tabasco. And he's like, I, my asshole is going to be on fire later. And everyone was like applauding him and stuff. And the guy that's going to eat the shoe is going to do it tomorrow, uh, Friday, June 1st. So <laughs> he's going to he's gonna film himself eating a shoe. <laughs> like, holy crap. It better be deep fried. I, I don't know how I he's going to eat it. So if you join our, <laughs> I know exactly. If you join our Discord, I want to post those videos on our Discord channel. So go to downtime.live, scroll down to our Discord, click on that, join us. I'll be posting those videos so you guys can see them. Yes. Yeah, the guy drinking the Tabasco, <laughs> he looked like he was in pain during that video. Oh my uh, god. And some quick highlights for the stream itself. Um, there's a dude that walked in, like, like the stream, like, wasn't just a screen and a bob, like, the bobblehead of, of, uh, the Vault Boy. Like, there were actually random things that happened during the stream. And all of it was, like, just to mess with the people watching it. It wasn't to really announce the game itself. It was literally just so people would be, like, trying to find clues. And I, there were no clues that it was, it was gonna be Fallout 76. Everyone still thought it was gonna be Fallout 3. So some highlights were, like, there was a dude that walked in holding a mug. And he was like, he looked confused and he ran away. There was a guy that walked in holding a pit, like with a pit boy around his wrist and he was like looking around. Um, some dude had a little like vault boy sock puppet <laughs> and the, the puppet like dabbed once and it like went back down. Um, someone like tucked the bobblehead to sleep and like to put a little blanket over the bobblehead boy and then, uh, they, they turn off the lights. Uh, so yeah, no, there were a lot of really fun things that happened during the stream. And honestly, all of it was just a mess of the people because there were so many people that were like, Oh my God, is it going to be Fallout 3 remaster? We need to find some clues. People seriously tuned in just to see if there were any clues and there were no clues whatsoever. <laughs> I know. So when, so when the trailer debuted that it was Fallout 76, everyone was thrown for a loop. Like, Holy shit. Oh my God. I can't believe that there's a new Fallout game. Like, even though it's not Fallout 3, we still love it. And then when the they announced that it would probably be multiplayer, everyone's like, oh my god, I fucking don't hope it's going to be not, like, Rust. You know, like, <laughs> the reaction's kind of lowered. But then um, they said, like, uh, you know, it could still be single player. So there's some people that still have some hope for it. Um, but overall, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. Expectations are going crazy right now. So I know. We'll see. Fun fact. All the vaults in the previous games had experiments on them. Like, for example, in Fallout 4, you're uh, a guy who gets trapped in a vault. Uh, and all the vaults are different. All the vaults have different, like, 
experiments in them. And the vault that you're in in Fallout 4, uh, you are put into cryosleep to see how long that people can last in cryogenic sleep. I think that's the purpose of it, if I read that correctly. And then um, Fallout 76, your Vault 76 is actually a control vault. So there were no experiments in Fallout in, in Vault 76 at all. And the whole purpose of uh, Vault 76 is to reclaim uh, the wasteland, like reclaim the world once the the the, the bombs stop dropping. Yes. So there's a whole thing in the trailer that shows a giant poster that says Rec- Reclamation Day. So I'm assuming that your character has to go out there and like explore the wasteland and, and like build a new town or build society back up from what it used to be. So that'll be interesting because it takes place 20, like, like a really short time after the bombs dropped. Whereas all the other games took place like a hundred or so years after the bombs dropped. Yes. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we will see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So that's all I have to talk about. All right. So, Do you have any questions? We don't have questions. Gotcha. So we talked about the Discord. As long as well as the Discord, you can go to the official website, downtime.live, to post a question. And our email is also contact at downtime.live. And if you have any comments or questions, there's iTunes reviews as well as any platform where we host the podcast. You can post a comment or direct message there but yeah so only game one has happened so far and a very intense dramatic game one so game two is on sunday it's at five right yeah so at oakland in oakland and uh so we'll see what happens hopefully we'll take another one god help us (laughs) (laughs) please (laughs) all right Do you want to send us out, Elisa? All right. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have something special. This has been the 53rd episode of Downtime Podcast. Oh, my God. Is next week? Next week's? Next week is the last podcast before E3. Yep. Oh, we should probably not talk about E3. Unless other shit gets leaked by Walmart, then we will. I I, I do want to talk about E3. We have a very special guest next week. I want to talk about E3 with this person. Okay. So I think it'll be fun. I want to hear their thoughts. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. It's more like a, it's more like, I hope everyone's not E3 fatigued, but... The fact of the matter is, is Walmart drops something new every week. So, <laughs> so you don't have to go to E3. Just you don't even got to go to E3 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at Walmart's listings and you'll find all the new games. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Good night. Later. <laughs>